Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cricket and the King podcast, the podcast where Jesus is the answer to everything and we are constantly expanding on that point. I'm your host Ben and today we're going to be talking about purpose. What is it? What does it mean? What is God's plan for your life? He says in fake air quotes you can't see once again. Okay, so I've been thinking about this a lot and mostly because I've been having a lot of conversations with young people. You know what? I'm a young person. So I feel like I shouldn't use that moniker for others, but I'm going to do it. So I've been talking to a lot of young people, and they're like, what is God's plan for my life? How can we, you know what, even older people, how can we know the will of God? What do we do? Uh," Especially in this time of uncertainty when many people don't have jobs, and there's not a lot going on in the economy, and, you know, it can be tough to get hired because everybody's freaking out because they all think they're going to die. Um... God's will for your life is that you would, it says, uh, that you would, this is eternal life, to know God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. So your, your purpose, your destiny is relationship with God. Everything beyond that is just kind of, you know, a bonus. Uh, that's not to say that there's not external direction. But I think a lot of times when people talk about the will of God or knowing what God wants for their life or, um, you know, I I don't know if this is, uh, fake air quotes again, God's plan for me. I think the problem is people look at it like there's two or three paths, you know, and like they come to a fork in the path and they feel like God is standing with a stick over one of the paths. Like, if you go down this, you will be smote. Is that a word? Smote? Smitten? Smited? By the righteous hand of God. Like, if you walk down that path, you're going to get rocked. And that is simply not the case. Uh, It says that perfect love casts out fear. And the one who still fears is not yet made perfect in love. Because fear has to do with punishment. If you're worried about God beating you up for a choice that you're going to make... You might not understand his character as well as you think you do. Uh, and and he's not, he's not going <clears> to <throat> beat you over the head for choices. There are many opportunities and many times that we have decisions in this life. Free will is a part of God's love for humanity. We have free will. We have the ability to choose, to, to pick left or right at our fork in the road, left, right, or straight, or even if it's like you know a tri-pronged fork, whatever, it doesn't matter. We have the ability to pick a direction because God's given us free will. Now we can seek after God and and ask, you know, what seems to be the best course of action. And I've had many times where I've had uh, choices and I'll say, you know, what's the best course, course of action? And God will say something akin to the choice is up to you, um, you know, whatever you want to do. It's not like there's a wrong answer. And the the thing that we need to be aware of is, you know, our integrity and our choices. If we're being consistent, if we're being honest, if we're working hard, if we're uh, pursuing relationship with God and uh, pursuing people, loving people, then the choices that you make and the opportunities that come up uh, they're not going to be evil opportunities. You know, there might, 
there might be some opportunity. I've had times where something seems like a really good opportunity and then suddenly it just shuts down. Like no explanation, but that that door closes very suddenly. And I usually am not hurt by that. And, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is God giving a little bit of clarity into the situation. You know, I thought option A was very good, but it looks like option B is now the road that we go down. And it, it also says in the Bible, I got a lot of scripture running through my mind, but it's without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith is, you, you know, now uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is uh, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So if you don't, if you, you know, have hope in the goodness of God and in his direction and you have, you have faith that even though you can't see it there is a method to the madness you're going to be able to walk in peace you know the peace that surpasses all understanding uh and and that will be how not that's not how you find god's direction for your life or whatever but it's just god's i feel like god's will for people's lives is a lot simpler than we'd like to think like we'd like to think that there's a lot of these huge faith steps and things we can do and and I've I've done many huge faith steps I've walked in these uh, moments where God asked me to do something that's you know um, very specific and kind of cumbersome and takes a lot of work but then you still have to live normal life we can't walk through life thinking that every choice we make is either God's will or not God's will and we have to pick and we're just 50-50 flipping a coin hoping we please a God who wants to beat us over the head. We have to live life in relationship with him confident that we are making we are making the choices uh, uh, you know like as much like the I was talking to a friend about this yesterday as much as it's up to you be at peace with everyone so it's like, well, is it God's will that I confront this person or is it God's will that I simply brush it under the rug or, you know, like, so you have a choice to confront. Well, it's like, okay, what are, how would it play out? You know, if you confront the person, can you do it in love for the other person? Can you do it um, with, with integrity in your heart, with confidence in your own mind about your motives and intentions? Is ignoring it actually avoidant? Is it... Is it a cowardly thing for you to do? Uh, you know, are you uh, avoiding conflict in the name of peace when really you're just afraid? Um, because that's that wouldn't be love for that person and that wouldn't be um, honoring uh, yourself uh, and, and respecting your own boundaries with people. So, you know, it's not... Like God's will is pretty much that you make you make good choices with the reason he gave you until otherwise instructed. Uh, a lot of times it's just moving forward and making sure that you continue to make healthy choices every day. I don't have um, God standing over me telling me I should work out every day. Uh, I do, I get reminders and I've talked about it before, but like he'll give me workouts to do, but that's also something I really enjoy doing. And, and it's something that I've learned to partner with him on. So, but, but it's just like, I make, I choose to make that choice consistently because it's a good choice. Not because I feel like working out is God's will for my life. 
you know, I think that God loves me and that um, having a healthy body is advantageous in many ways. So, but but it's not like if I choose not to work out, like yesterday I, I just got busy and I was with friends and, and I didn't have time to work out. Now, I don't think God's beating me over the head and I've suddenly stepped outside of God's will and now his plan for my life is pooched. That's not going to be how that works. It's it's making choices consistently over time, being in relationship with God and trusting that he's going to either open or close doors and also understanding that you have a choice. You know, you might be called into ministry, but you'll be given a choice. God will say, you know, do you want to do this? Uh, or I have a call for you. I have a plan for this for you. This is what you're geared for. This is what you're made for. And even if you don't understand it, you can choose you can choose that path or you can choose to ignore and and obviously choosing to follow God is the best choice, but it can be a difficult choice. I've watched lots of people who have followed God in the past who have a hard time uh, responding to God even though they know it's the best thing for them. Uh, it's it, it, yeah, it, God's will is is just that everyone would come to the knowledge of him. So in your own life, that looks like you knowing him and demonstrating uh, his love to other people via your life, your actions, your speech, um, everything. Like it's just, it's not, it's not rocket science and your occupation is just a job. Like Paul didn't put a lot of stock in being a tent maker, but I'm sure he made great tents. Um, you're, you're. God's will for your life isn't necessarily a job. It's just that, you know, in everything you do, uh, do it as if unto the Lord. <laughs> so whatever you end up doing, uh, there's a young man I know, he's working at a, a fish slaughterhouse. I don't actually know what that's called. Wow, that is a... Because I know for beef, it's called like a... Oh man, all of my big French derivative words are gone. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he's killing fish. But he loves Jesus, and so he's killing fish for Jesus and feeding people with fish. Uh, and <laughs> anyway, but but it, you know he he does feel God's call on his life in a certain direction, and so he's taking steps to move that way. But he wasn't worried about you know is the fish job God's will? It's like no, it's just part of what he's doing to make money to to take the steps forward that he needs to take. Um, and and I don't I don't think that there has to be this big confusion, especially for young people in the church, of like, what's God's will? It's like, well, how about unless you have really clear direction and relationship with the Lord, you just make healthy decisions, take heed of the counsel of those older than you, older, wiser, and also making good decisions because any dummy can give advice, but. You know, you want to model your choices after those who have possibly made good choices and the evidence of that is in their life, right? But if you get a clear direction from God, there's a, you know what, there's another caveat I want to put on this. Your God's will for your life is like fairly irrelevant in terms of call and destiny if you're not completely sold out to Christ. Like if you're worried about ticking off God, but you're not willing to follow him when it's hard especially in um, areas of morality in your life. Uh, the ones that come to mind most, most of all are like if you're like busy sleeping around or you're uh, uh, um, 
you know, full of selfishness and hatred towards others. Like God's will for your life is to come to knowledge of Christ, to come to repentance and be born again. There's not like a, there's not like a direction that you can head while you're wandering around living godlessly. It's not, it's not really how that works. You might be used by God in the sense that, you know, sometimes occasionally you'll be a conduit of God's love, but it's, his desire for you is to know him and to be born again, to be in relationship with him, to be in uh, communion, common union with him. And so if you're not, you know, those who love me will obey my commands. That's what he says in the Bible. So if you love God and you're concerned about extracurricular direction, you should probably follow the basic stuff. Uh, you, you're, you're, your direction outside of that, again, like I said, if you don't have any clear direction, you know, we read lot, I know for me, I've read lots of stories about Christians who like, you know, have an open vision when they're 14 and, you know, uh, Lauren Cunningham comes to mind. Like God had a very specific call on his life and spoke to him about that very clearly. And in my own life, you know, I have evidence of God speaking to me very clearly uh, to live in the place where I live. But as soon as I got here, the extracurricular direction pretty well stopped. And now with the uh, uh, COVID thing going on, my life is pretty well completely on pause and there's not a ton I can do. Um, but that, that doesn't mean that I don't try to make good decisions and, you know, live life as best I can. Um, Katie and I have this saying, doing the best you can with what you have and God will work out the rest if God asked us to be here then he's going to provide for us while we're here and he has provided abundantly even during this time but that doesn't mean you know uh, we don't steward what we're given in terms of not frivolously spending money um, being cautious being able to save so that in case work doesn't come up we'll you know we'll be able to um, continue to pay the bills like those aren't things that God's like coming down and giving me a written letter on how and what to do. It's just like I'm going to make the best decisions I can and do the best I can with what I have. And then the direction that will come from that will come if it's needed. But otherwise, I have faith that because God's given me this ability to think, this ability to make healthy and well-informed decisions, that that. Uh, those decisions are going to be within his plan and are going to guide me down the path of uh, his will. And and unless he, you know, <laughs> jam stops the door and uh, blows me back through it if I try to walk walk into an area, then I'm just, I trust that he's allowing me to put, uh, he's giving me choice. I've had um, dreams, I had a dream actually uh, this might be a little bit out of some people's wheelhouses, uh, but God speaks through dreams commonly. It's all through the Bible. So anyway, uh, I I have experienced this before. And, and anyway, recently I had a dream where there was two options, two different trades jobs. And one, this is going to sound so weird, but there's a fairly good um, explanation. But anyway, one, I was working for kind of this large organization and the other I was working for this like grumpy bear type thing or person 
and the the job with the big corporate thing was what you would expect. There was a lot of paperwork. It was very monotonous and not awesome. And working with the bear initially was kind of frustrating, but then got better. And I see that as two job choices. So I can there's going to be two choices that come up and actually already have come up uh, where I can choose to work with um, you know a smaller organization uh, with uh, uh, with uh, only a couple people and then I can work with this larger conglomerate con oh my gosh that word is hard to say conglomerate organization <laughs> and and. I think that there's choice in that though, but I don't think it's stepping out of God's will to do either one, but he's he's given me kind of a picture of what it would look like to work with either one. And 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 that's helpful in my decision making, but he's also not forcing the choice on me and he's not going to beat me if I choose one or the other. And again, these jobs are mostly hypothetical because although I I know they're coming down the pipe, then nothing's set in stone, but but it's it's just being aware i guess the the point is with the purpose god's will is essentially that you would know him and be in relationship with him he wrote a book so read that for sure because that's that's probably going to be the first step to getting to know him and the book is the bible in case anyone was wondering i i don't want to be ambiguous about that like it's the bible read the bible the you you be in relationship with him and everything that comes after that is a bonus if god chooses to use you billy graham style to bring christ to the nations then that's fantastic if you own a business and share christ through your business that's fantastic if you tell everybody about jesus and you only ever reach three people and only three lives are changed uh, throughout your whole lifetime that's still fantastic you know, it's just love God, love people, everything else is bonus. And I think we're, um, my dad actually said this one time, we are given the responsibility of self-discovery, essentially. Understanding ourselves is something that we're given the responsibility to do by God. Now, he can help us on that journey of self-discovery, but we need to be aware of what we like, what we don't like, our gifts, our talents, our abilities. And me, I live in a Western country. I live in Canada. It's very blessed. There's so many opportunities. You know, like I'm not forced to be a coal miner or, a, you know, like working in a tungsten mine or some weird thing that I was just born into and there's no other jobs in my area. So I, I'm actually able to pick an occupation that matches my skill sets and my abilities and and I still live with the consequences of my actions and my choices and who I choose to be every day but I trust that as I grow in my relationship with God as I uh, come to understand myself and and what I am uh, not what I am as a person but who I am as a person I can choose to do things that are uh, enjoyable and match my skill set. That doesn't mean they're not difficult, but it it definitely allows you more freedom rather than the classic. Um, I guess one one more thing is is people always think if they go hard after God, it's like pastor or missionary or bust, and that's just not true. 
that's God's will isn't that everybody be a minister. That's just such a weird thing. Like we are all ministers of the gospel in the sense of like the Bible says that, but ministering the gospel just means like sharing God's love and grace with those you come across. It doesn't mean that you like have a church and a congregation and you're busy living off the charity of others. It's like work hard with your hands so that you may have something to share with the ones in need. You know, it's, get a job do the thing like Paul even says like we could have accepted help from you but we worked harder than any of you so that we wouldn't be a burden you know we we didn't take food without paying for it like it, Paul was big on sharing the gospel but also taking care of yourself and working hard and so we can't all be pastors and missionaries and and live off the charity of others I think largely that can lead to a lot of complacency in people you know, we, we have to live normal lives. We have to live in the world. And people aren't going to care about Christ if they think he's just in a church, you know, living off of donations. It's like Christ is in everything. He's in business. He's in policing. He's in, oh, ooh, I guess that's a hot button topic I could pick up, but I'm not going to. He's in uh, doctors. He's in nurses. He's in firefighters. He's in... Uh, the, mm, I'm trying to think of other occupations. Bankers, maybe less less so lawyer. No, I'm just kidding. That was a bad lawyer joke. But anyway, no, he's he's in law. He's in all of these things. And we as Christians, we're doing a disservice if we think that God's will is for everyone to be a pastor or a minister. God's given everyone different skill sets and different abilities and different talents. And we need to go live in the world, you know, in the world, not of the world, and just just shine. Just go love people. God's will is that you know him, that you understand yourself, that you make good choices, that you use the mind God's given you and have faith that he's going to either guide you into the right choices or close doors if there's a choice that's, that's going to cause damage to you. And we're also warned in the Bible, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So God... God isn't going to beat you over the head for the choices you make. And even if you make all the right choices, there's still going to be trouble. There's still going to be trials. But that's part of persevering. That's part of growing and maturing. You know, let perseverance finish its work in you so that you might be mature and complete. Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. This, this is all in James. So just make those choices. Use your God-given decision-making ability and know that the will of God is that you would know him, be in relationship with him, and shine his light in the world in the way that you were made to do with confidence that he will guide you as you walk in faith. Faith that he is good and that he will guide you. That's, that's pretty much all I have to say. Uh, again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, crises, uh, I'm at... The cricket and the king at gmail.com. If you would like to email me, have a question, uh, something discussed on the podcast, or even a personal question, I'll try to respond as best I can. Uh, yeah, anyway, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time about whatever God puts on my heart. Have a great day, evening, morning, wherever you're listening to this. Bye now.